In Houston, a researcher named Brene Brown started a personal journey that would impact many lives, including her own. Brene was studying emotions like vulnerability, shame, and empathy, but struggled with self-doubt and feeling just not good enough. As her research continued, she realized the data was showing self-love was key for empathy and connection. Brene faced challenges as she worked on self-love and vulnerability, confronting her insecurities and learning to accept her flaws. Over time, she found self-love and vulnerability made her life and relationships richer. Wanting to share her discoveries, Brene spoke at a TEDx Houston event about the power of vulnerability. Her talk reached millions, inspiring them to embrace self-love and vulnerability. Brene's journey highlights the power of self-love, showing how it can improve our lives and the world around us. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. I plan on beginning every episode with a recap of how last week's challenge went, but before I get into last week's challenge, I do want to mention that this episode will now have chapter markers that should work wherever you listen to the podcast. That way, if you want to skip the weekly challenges or other sections of this podcast, it should be easier to do so. If you're unsure what the sections are, uh, it's where I'm going to start putting those short musical interludes that'll give you an indication of when they start. But let's get into sharing how this week went practicing empathy. I had plenty of opportunities to practice empathy towards others this week. First, the inevitability of scrolling TikTok. I found that just thinking about them as humans who, like me, have daily struggles and imperfections helped reduce my negative emotions quite a bit. Mindfully approaching it this way didn't allow the negative thoughts to creep in, at least not strongly enough to make me angry, which actually was pretty awesome. The other thing I encountered was a vehicle that was decked out in one side's extreme political viewpoint. Normally that would have had me saying things in my head like, they're crazy, what's wrong with them? And just starting to get angry about the whole thing. But this time I thought about how much pain that they must be feeling to take the time and effort to adorn their whole vehicle in that manner. I don't even like putting a parking decal on my car. So I thought about just how angry and upset I would have to be to even put one political thing on my car, let alone covering my car from bumper to bumper. And honestly, in that moment, I felt a great deal of compassion and empathy for them. I can't say for sure that they're someone who it would bother to put a bumper sticker on their car normally. But for me, that concept really made me feel that they must be going through some things. But I can also tell that I need to constantly remind myself of this because I could feel myself while I'm looking at the vehicle start to fall out of that mindset. I hope you found some successes, even if they were relatively small. And if not, have no fear. Try again. Maybe this week you can do a little bit better and maybe have some more successes. Before we get into this episode, I did want to take a moment to address some timely feedback that a good family friend gave me regarding this podcast and my journey. My friend Tammy graciously listened to the first two episodes and helped me to see that I need to define what living life to the fullest means to me and find a framework that I can use to help measure the success of this journey. 
So this week, I'll be taking time to create a framework and create ways for me to measure what living, loving, and learning means for me in this journey. My goal is to create a spreadsheet template to share with anyone listening if they also want to measure any of those markers. Thanks again, Tammy, for that and other valuable suggestions that will help me on this journey. So let's get started with today's topic, exploring self-love. The story I opened up with is a true story about one human's journey to discovering how self-love can help you love and connect with people more effectively. Definitely check out her TED Talk if you get a chance. Self-love is something that we can all do more, but depending on your situation, loving yourself can be a more difficult endeavor. Those who suffer from mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and ADHD can often find it more difficult to practice self-love. And as someone who was diagnosed with ADHD later in life, I can confirm that I naturally felt more negative about myself, and it's also a well-known side effect of dealing with ADHD. I spent a lot of my life just believing that negative self-talk and not realizing that it was a part of my ADHD brain just not producing enough dopamine. Thankfully, therapy can make a huge impact, so I would encourage talking to a trained therapist to help get those negative thoughts out of your head if that's something that you struggle with. As humans, we have way more in common than we think, and this is why I'll continue to try to share personal stories or examples, especially when it comes to mental health. After all, this is a journey into feeling as much happiness as we can in our lives, and the more we know about ourselves and how our brain works and how humans can achieve happiness, the more successful we can be on our journey. Throughout my life, I've felt very at odds with the term self-love, if I'm being honest. In my mind, I believe that I was being conceited or possibly too into myself if I practiced self-love. Clearly, I did not have a good understanding of self-love, so let's break it down. Self-love involves treating yourself with the same kindness, compassion, and respect that you offer to others. It means prioritizing your physical and emotional needs, setting boundaries, and challenging negative self-talk. Self-love looks like cultivating self-awareness, practicing self-compassion, and acknowledging and accepting yourself for who you are, flaws and all. It means focusing on your strengths and accomplishments rather than dwelling on weaknesses or past mistakes. Self-love involves fostering a positive, self-affirming inner dialogue and taking some time to appreciate the good things in your life. So how do we know that self-love actually works to make humans happier and help strengthen connections with others? Well, research has shown that self-love contributes to happiness and better connectedness with others. Studies indicate that practicing self-compassion, a key aspect of self-love, leads to lower levels of negative emotions like anxiety and depression. Moreover, when we cultivate self-love, we develop a healthier self-image and higher self-esteem, which in turn enhances our relationship with others. By loving ourselves and being kind to ourselves, we become more open to empathy and compassion, allowing us to connect with others on a deeper level and experience greater happiness overall. I will continue to put the resources in the podcast description, so you should be able to find them on whichever platform you use to listen to the podcast. As a goal of this podcast, I want to continue to give a roadmap for myself and my sons and anyone else listening. So here are research strategies to improve self-love. Firstly, let's start with self-compassion. A study by Neff and Germer in 2013 found that individuals who practiced self-compassion had significantly lower levels of negative emotions like anxiety and depression. To start practicing self-compassion, try writing a compassionate letter yourself or simply treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer to a friend. Next up is mindfulness. A randomized control trial by Hoge et al., in 2013, found that just eight weeks of mindful meditation training reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression. 
to incorporate mindfulness into your daily routine, try a simple breathing exercise, such as just taking a few deep breaths before you start your day or practicing a guided meditation. Finally, let's talk about self-care, which is a huge part of self-love. A study by Bostick et al. in 2021 found that engaging in self-care activities, such as getting adequate sleep, eating a balanced diet, and participating in physical activity was associated with a lower likelihood of experiencing burnout. To practice self-care, consider setting aside time for activities that bring you joy, such as reading a book, taking a bath, or just going for a walk. By incorporating these practices into our daily lives, we can actively cultivate greater self-love and acceptance. Let's take some inspiration from the research and focus on implementing these actionable ways to navigate our journeys towards deeper self-love and compassion. Now let's get into the weekly challenge. First, how'd last week go? Were you able to practice empathy? If not, no worries. Just try to practice it again when you can. One of the things I did, as strange as it may seem to you and me, was I listened to episode two of this podcast several times throughout the week to remind myself and keep empathy in my mind. I chose to listen to it in the morning some days just to keep it fresh, and I could tell that it definitely helped throughout the day. Not to say that the day was perfect or that it was all good and that I had empathy for everyone, but it certainly helped me keep my focus. I'm going to make it my goal this week to work on self-love, and this week I'm going to focus on eating better, sleeping more, and trying to exercise or go for a walk at least two times this week. I encourage you to focus on a couple of the actionable items we discussed, and although it will definitely put me out of my comfort zone, like really out of my comfort zone, I'm going to take 30 minutes to write myself a compassionate letter about all the times in my past that I am frustrated my undiagnosed ADHD foiled personal projects that I wanted to work on, as well as opportunities I missed with family and friends because of my mental health, including just last weekend where I sabotaged hanging out with my mom and sister and her family because of some of my mental health issues. Perfect example of how we are never perfect, and this is a journey. There is no stopping point when I or any of us become perfect. Just isn't possible. We have to forgive ourselves and stop letting the past haunt us, even if it's very recent past, and continue to try to move forward and try to build new habits that are helpful. For the weekly learning segment this week, first I want to talk about how last week went. I practiced piano two times for 15 minutes using an app called Musician. So far, I'm enjoying it, and although I want to do it more than twice a week, I'm going to be proud of doing it at all and continue to try and improve the frequency of learning opportunities. I want to continue to focus on learning the piano this week as well because I do want to try to make it a habit. How did your week's learning go? Were you able to do something out of the ordinary, try something new, learn something? I hope so. As I was preparing for this podcast, I really began thinking about how important it is to develop lasting habits if I want to continually make these things a part of my life. I had planned for a different topic next week, but as someone who struggled with maintaining habits, I want to explore that topic next week. I think it's a necessary step, and it makes sense to tackle that as early as I can in my journey. So join me next week as I explore how to build sustainable habits. Sending love and positive vibes your way, and I hope we all can focus more on living, loving, and learning this week. See you next time. If you'd like to reach out to the show with topics that you would like me to explore or any other feedback that you think can improve this journey for myself, my sons, and anyone else listening, please email me at livelovelearnthepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in any of the research used to develop this podcast that was referenced, just check out the description of the show and you'll see it there as well. 
Thanks for listening.